This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna langan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to another episode of Hafta from the second week of the World Cup and from a relatively clean Delhi as far as the air is concerned. It's not as bad as we have gotten used to. Joining us in the studio today is Krishan Kaushik and Raman Kripal. Hi. I'll just introduce Krishan to you because he is not part of News Laundry. Uh joining us on the phone line from Kashmir is Mehraj who is very much part of News Laundry. Hello. And Soumya Ashok joins us on the phone line and I'm guessing from Chennai. Yes, that's right. Hello. Hi. So Soumya is an independent journalist and she's a writer based in Chennai. Uh, she was with, she was a China correspondent for the Indian Express previously. So how long were you in China? About a year. Actually 11 months. Oh, I see. Okay. And what made you come back? Uh, Express made me come back. <laughs> um, I was there just I was just I was just there for 2019. I yeah. see. Oh, so you were just there before uh, the virus just broke. Just before COVID started. Yeah. Oh. I came back I think uh, mid December. So you 2019. could have brought it back with you basically. She could have been the no, first I case in India. Patient, <laughs> I wasn't patient zero. Others were not me. Not yet. <laughs> okay. And uh, Krishan Kaushik is a journalist based in Delhi. He most recently uh, worked at the well actually I work with OCCRP which is an uh, international investigative consortium. Yes. I work with them as a as a journalist in South Asia. And before that you've been with Express yeah. uh and the Caravan. That's right. And uh now you are still with OCCRP. Great. Now um before we get into the discussions and there are three exciting discussions that I want the panel's views on. Let's get the headlines first which Mehraj will give us. Uh, and even before that, I would request everyone to take a moment and subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. And as you can imagine, now there's a second hafta that Manisha is not here and Atul wasn't here. Uh, so you know that they have been in Gujarat for over a week before that in Himachal Pradesh. And believe it or not, it costs money to travel and sustain in other cities. And we don't take ads. So I hope you will fill up. our nl sena for the election coverage and also well there's very little left for our legal fund you will be that's part of the headlines but i will tell you you may be pleased or not pleased to know that uh, a delhi court has uh, rejected the income tax authorities uh, desire or their petition to prosecute me criminally for tax evasion apparently so that is one small victory but there's still four cases happening in the high court and again believe it or not it costs money to fight these cases and again believe it or not we don't take ads So don't be so stingy with your ill-gotten wealth and those of you who have not ill-gotten it and have gotten honestly <laughs> don't be stingy with that either go to newsland.com click on subscribe and pay to keep news free that's my bit mehraj sorry for boring everyone you can give us your headlines now <laughs> all right so we'll uh, start with the media headline the big media headline of the week pranoy and wife radhika roy founders and promoters of ndtv news channel have resigned as directors from the board of rrpr holding private limited rrpr uh, is the promoter company of ndtv they resigned on november 29th the very next day ravish kumar senior executive editor at ndtv india um, you could say the face of ndtv india put in his papers with immediate effect also put out a, a 26 minute video statement uh, yeah video statement a monologue on his channel Uh, and uh, as you already said a delhi court has dismissed three complaints filed by the income tax department against news laundry co-founder abhinandan sekri whom you know and others in connection with the valuation of the company shares but yeah before we go to the rest of the headlines i will say that this 
entire uh, NDTV imminent takeover has uh, caused more of a furor online at least than I thought it would. I thought it would go without a ripple. It's causing quite a bit of noise. Yeah. Even though it was expected, of course, after yeah. the August, uh, you know, when Madani bought that one company and it was imminent, mm. as you said. But yeah, it's surprising that how much furor is happening right now, how much noise is being created. I think people are realizing that now it is actually gone. It's I think gone. people still had some hope, probably something will happen. Kuch, kuch yeah. yeah, we'll discuss that in some detail. Hmm. Uh, the first phase of voting for the Gujarat election began at 8 a.m. today. Polling is underway in 89 of the 182 constituencies and as many as 788 candidates are in the fray. Uh, Congress has complained to the Election Commission about non-functioning EVMs at at least 50 booths. Piyush Patel, the BJP candidate in One Star, was reportedly attacked by a group of over two dozen people near Jari village. The second phase of the election will be held on December 5th and the votes will be counted three days later on December 8th. And while we are sitting here, Mr. Modi is doing a roadshow as is Mr. Kejriwal. And they have figured out the perfect solution to any kya kehte hai, pratibandh lagte hai na, mm-hmm. election model code of conduct because so, one part of the thing is working they are doing a roadshow on the other part so that is I mean anyway campaign goes on and also the MCD campaigning is happening right now pretty much every senior leader and chief minister of the BJP is here campaigning with MCD and if you saw today's uh, newspapers on the front page is a full page ad of Modi ji waving and uh, G20 leadership we take over today India gets the presidentship of the G20 presidency today and you turn the page, on the second page, there's a half page ad of Modi ji waving. I think they use the same picture even. MCD ki hum bathroom banayenge, latrine banayenge, ever. So, best thing that I overheard from someone this morning is, Modi ji, faisla karlo, G20 host karne ki municipal election ladwana hai. No, but G20, <laughs> G, G, the domestic use of G20 is as good as MCD. No? So, they, they are very good at... Modi ji is the example of global, you know. <laughs> from local to global, he's everywhere. <laughs> Right. Uh, carrying on, the government has asked the Supreme Court Collegium to reconsider 20 files related to the appointment of High Court judges, including that of Advocate Saurabh Kripal, uh, who recently had an interview with uh, Abhinandan. He can tell you more about that. Hmm. But he, full disclosure, he is also representing us in the High Court. Uh, he is, I think, India's first openly gay senior advocate, who was whose father used to be the Chief Justice of India, uh, Justice Bien Kripal. Kripal. And uh, he has been recommended for judgeship, I think the second time now, I think. The first time his file was... In 2017, he was... Yeah, that, that's what he said. So you can check out the interview. That's also going to be a recommendation. It's behind the paywall. Uh, he's a really smart and fascinating man to talk to. And now his judgeship has been rejected. But what's the deal? If they send it back again, the collegium, then they have to accept it, right? So it's not rejected no. yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the government has not like uh, passed the order. Okay. But according to the, uh, the, the rules, essentially, if the Supreme Court reiterates, the government has to, uh, you know, pass the order, appoint them. So, but, so but what's the government the, has not done that. So, so the government has accepted two names. Yes, two names. And the rest, they've done what? They, they have, have not said anything? No, they have not said anything. They sent the file back to the Supreme Court. No, nine out of these 20, hmm. this for the second, second time, time it was sent to them. Yeah. Right. The government has sent it back for the second time. Yeah. So what is that if it's not a rejection? What is that counted as? Uh, it's not a rejection. It's just uh, like they're not approving. It will it. just keep going. Yeah, like I mean, this. ideally this should not be happening. But I think government is trying to push for an, another NJAC. That's a way to like, you know, like lay down that path. Right. Okay. Uh, the Adani group on Tuesday emerged as the highest bidder for a project to redevelop the slum cluster of Dharavi in Mumbai. From Aurangzeb to Dharavi, everything is Adani Ji. Hmm. 
is the new hiranandani hiranandani of mumbai mm. and and ambani and ambani is everything mm. uh, down south in kerala a mob stormed a police station on sunday night injuring 36 police personnel as months of protests against a port project again by billionaire gautam adani's company escalated into violence chalo ji the protests are mostly led by the local fishermen who have alleged that at least 900 million dollar the 900 million dollar project is causing coastal erosion and destroying their livelihoods hmm. uh, bilkis bano has approached the supreme court challenging the premature release from jail of 11 men convicted of gang raping her and murdering seven members of her family during the 2002 gujarat program uh there was a controversy in the world of films and entertainment uh, nadav lapid jury chief at the international film festival india slammed the inclusion of the kashmir files a film at the event the film is uh, famously by a friend of abhinandan's uh, <laughs> yes. describing the film as propaganda uh, lapid said he was shocked that it was included in the competition category uh, the director's comments led to a furore no surprises and after that israel's ambassador to india publicly denounced the filmmaker from his country and apologized to india in an open letter on twitter uh, the uh, lapid uh, later had an interview uh, with rahul kamal on tv and when uh, rahul kamal asked him if it was his own views that he was uh, speaking like basically shooting off his mouth without consulting anybody else so and i quote he replied and i quote i have a suggestion since you consider yourself a serious journalist i hope you can call french and spanish jury members and ask them i guess you have their email and phone numbers <laughs> all rahul does look surprised but yeah we <laughs> shall discuss this in a little detail as well a college professor at manipal university in karnataka has been barred from taking classes after he allegedly compared a muslim student's name to that of a terrorist yeah th- this is the audio what happened these jokes are not acceptable okay, okay. you can't joke about my religion that no, no. such a terrible yeah, manner No, 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 But uh, hats off to this boy. Yeah, I, th- I think he was rather polite in his protestations. He says you should not be talking to people like that. And of course, then the professor was very polite. No, no, I, you are like my son. I am not meaning to do that. And the boy said, "Would you call your son by that name?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Reserve Bank of India on Tuesday said it will launch the pilot run for digital rupee on December the first. Hmm. Singapore Airlines on Tuesday said that Vistara will be merged with Tata Group's Air India by March 2024. Yeah, this was right. big news. But sorry, just coming back to the early news. So what does that mean? That the digital rupee will be what? What is a digital rupee? Is it a rupee with a P-rupee? I think the microchip in it. No, no, it's the E-rupee. <laughs> I mean, it's not a physical yeah. thingy. It's just will it be a... something like a crypto or is it something? Yeah, what, what does that even mean? See, Maybe but the should... idea behind crypto is that crypto is open source and nobody controls it. There's no one central authority right. controlling it. But this is uh, controlled by the RBI, so it will not be crypto, but it is a d- digital currency, which is mined. Like crypto is mined. No, it is uh, still not mined. It's still RBI controlled. Okay. But isn't this the worst time to come up with a with this? Even what has happened with that FTX exchange and all that stuff. And considering That's how gonna... well they timed uh, demonetization. 
See, there's certain things. There's never a good time for it, Mehraj. <laughs> so don't put ideas in the head. Let's time this again. Yeah, they might ban physical currency from tomorrow. You know. <laughs> uh, the police in China uh, have blocked citizens from protesting against strict anti-COVID measures in several cities. Uh, during the protests, Ed Lawrence, who has been working in China as a journalist, was detained for several hours. During which time he says he was assaulted and kicked by the police, according to the BBC. Uh, there have been lots of uh, videos going viral on social media showing the crackdown on the protesters. Yeah, and uh, we'll Somya can tell us a lot more about China and what it was like reporting there. Uh, the United States Defe- uh, Department of Defense has reported that China may be getting ready to deploy aircraft car- carriers and submarines in the Indian Ocean region at its military base in Djibouti, which is the Horn of Africa. And also, uh, in an internal communication of their defense department, uh, they had said that uh, China. No, sorry, this was I think presented in the Congress there. Yeah. That their their Secretary of State had had sent this in a communication to someone that, uh, which was present that uh, China had leaned on Ch- uh, America to stay out of the India U.S. India China relationship. India China relationship. The, the context being Ladakh. So uh, annually, you uh, the American Department of Defense they bring out a report about China's military capability and they mention all these things in that report. Right. It's an annual thing. It's presented to the Congress. I see. Okay. Iran has hit out at former German footballer and coach Jurgen Klinsmann, demanding his resignation from the FIFA technical study group for his comments after Iran's 2-0 win against Wales. Klinsmann alleged Iran that Iran used dirty tactics to defeat Wales during Friday's game, and he insisted that this was their culture. The exact quote is, this is not by coincidence, this is all purposefully, this is just part of their culture, that's how they played. Clearly, the Germans have learned nothing. This being such a big deal and the police standing by, and I did read a, a news article yesterday that the police has now going communicating with those protests directly at their homes or at contacting yeah. them. Yeah. So while the protest is happening, they're saying, beta, jump all you want. We have got all your face recognition, etc. And later they go to them. So it is not like they're nervous about this spiraling out of control. So is that, you know, and of course I was just, you know, joking when I was comparing China and India. I know we are way ahead so far, and I've given this example before. I was in a conference in Berlin several years ago, and there were about a dozen of us, journalists and academics and professors from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And we all spoke and we were tweeting and, you know, the organizers were tweeting comments. And when the Chinese professor spoke, this was about 9.30, 10 in the morning. By 11.30, uh, our session was interrupted saying that there's some people, Chinese officials from the embassy outside. They want to speak with this Chinese professor who's here. And they took him. They said, come back. Chalo, there. <laughs> I mean, I was like, fuck, I was like, Modi ji ki jai ho. Modi ji diya. Hum to kahi bhi ja ke kuch bhi bol deta. But this is a, in a third country. How in a third the, country? How can, how can the country allow this to happen? Well, he went on his own. They didn't force him, but he came and said, look, I, then, I should go. Because then, he had to go back to China and teach. Since then, there have been news reports that China is running these secret police uh, stations across the yes. world from their embassies Amsterdam, as well. Amsterdam, there was this big yeah, thing. Exactly. Right? It's, the, it's yeah. a new thing which is seeping in. I mean, look at this iffy uh, chairman. Hmm. Yuri Chairman, hmm. he said something and Israeli ambas- ambassador, he had nothing to say. I yeah, mean, sorry. it was his personal opinion. Yeah, so he I, also I started. I really don't know why they got involved. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. we will come to that. We have full discussion on this. So in your daily, when you were living there, like, again, there was an article today that no one knows where Jack Ma is. Is he in Japan, China? Is Japan. He, no? See, for the last six months, he's been in Japan. And he's not going back to China, it appears. Who knows that? <laughs> but so was there this sense of insecurity? Whatever you may say about India, there is no sense of 
at least not in delhi i mean it may be there i may be talking from privilege in kashmir it's there i, I know uh, you know people in kashmir have been living for this not just under modi for the last 15 years but in most other parts of india there may be certain areas where there's an insecurity but what is it like living in china is it big brothers watching you like at a level which we haven't even comprehended yet I think in Beijing I definitely felt that just by the sheer number of CCTV cameras everywhere right you constantly feel like you've been watched uh, you're also checked even if you're going on a regular sort of tourist visit to say Tiananmen Square and if you happen to have a journalist visa you'll be questioned uh, you'll have to show your passport there'll be a bunch of questions asked as to why you're going there so there's always uh, at least in Beijing there's always this sort of extra caution wherever you're at but um just for your previous point on like you know letting them scream scream and shout yet going back to their homes later to monitor them i think this is this is a very like common thing with the chinese government they wait and watch uh, they don't react immediately in some senses they they let people uh, express themselves so they can fully understand the situation before they can react so i think the few days we've seen since the weekend there have been multi-site protests across campuses and some in beijing and shanghai on the streets so clearly it's a it's a very visual protest it's under the cctv cameras everyone has none of them have their faces covered apart from the masks that they're wearing but it's it's a hugely sort of brave thing that these students have done and i texted someone yesterday who lives in beijing to ask you know tell me about the numbers i'm curious about the numbers and he said the numbers is not the right question here it's just the fact that they've even shown up and i think that's that's quite remarkable because knowing fully well that today i show up onto the streets and tomorrow i might have a knock on my door or when i'm traveling by subway a cop can come up and say show me your phone and searching for content of the protest or searching for telegram app or a twitter or an instagram these are all seen as like problematic there even the mere action of doing this itself seems extremely brave uh, and that's what i think everyone's a little taken aback but, but i think the aspirations of the young folks in china are very very different to their parents so we're also seeing huge levels of disappointment beyond just the zero covid policy right you're you're looking at 3 years of sitting at home 3 years of not being able to go back to schools if you were studying in the us 3 years of just sitting and waiting for things to change so the frustration of what next i've lost like good student hours uh i've lost a prospect of maybe getting a job abroad all of those things play out here and i think that's really what's slowly being unpacked uh as we are like analyzing these protests i'm just got a few points and you know some you can correct me if i'm wrong because i've never worked there it's all coming from reading and talking to people who have worked there while we are talking about like the kind of pressures that are there on people over there like you know how can they vent those pressures the one of the major differences between india like you said in india in india at least in some states you can still do certain things it's a uni party system over there one party controls everything everything is under that party's uh, direct control so you know you don't have an opposition in that sense mm-hmm. that will allow you or give you some you know a refuge that you can do this in this part of the country or that part of the country that doesn't exist Second, when we are talking about uh, with Swamya mentioned, oh, they don't have an RTI. I was talking to some journalists in India, like some Western journalists who are working here. A bunch of them used to work in China earlier. So one of them, I said, you know, how does uh, you know newspapers like the Post or the Times or Bloomberg, how do they manage to get investigative stories from China? They said everything, uh, the communication between within the party, whether it's from one state or one province to another, to the central party system, happens online. So all the orders, everything is actually on the servers. 
it's about what all can you access and sometimes it is easy to access but you don't know where to look at and that's where many of the stories are come out from so while of course it's extremely tough but there is a cent- because it's such a centralized country there's centralization of this information as well which can be accessed sometimes which is allowed ju- western journalists to do some investigative pieces on china which that kind of system doesn't exist in india rti can be denied even though it exists but you know we know what is happening to rti right yeah, now yeah. more and more are denied so we can't access many of those orders many of those communication between government officials that even in china people can so, do that ironically there it is possible to do there it is possible and that's how i mean you haven't seen a lot of very good uh, investigations by western newspapers in india but mm. you have seen that in china right mm. so i that's what i was very curious about and asked some people who have worked there they said that's how it happens over there this is i think g figuring out that dude i'm at pinnacle of my power just how powerful am i and let them get used to it because he is also feeling facing you know certain resentment within his own party it's not like he has no competitors inside so i definitely think this is he's just testing his power i don't see any reasonable reason that they will still do this zero covid when it will it's hurting them more than anything else economically i mean the 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 point that they made uh, the former shanghai chief and again i don't know the name sorry somia might know that uh, he's one of the he's in the politburo now the nine member uh, top committee now and shanghai was widely criticized within the country and outside for a very very strict lockdown last year and like earlier this year and last year and yet the guy has got a promotion because he's a close associate of xi jinping so mm. of course you know he, at at some level he doesn't really care about what the criticism is even within the country mm. because yeah this is his pinnacle and he's laying down which direction china will take from here on and he's not as liberal as some of his predecessors were especially the guy who just recently died yesterday and some of his other predecessors he's not that liberal he wants to take uh, make china you know great again great as kaga <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah power is one thing for sure but very practically i don't think i mean the numbers don't show that senior citizens in china have been vaccinated very widely so if you have a situation like you saw in hong kong last year where thousands of people died that just looks really bad for xi jinping right that's very very bad optics that your own uh, vaccination that you produced didn't work or you weren't very good at rolling it out to this you know large community of seniors so that is also one of the main reasons which keeps coming up in a lot of these reports that you read coming out of china is if you do open up what will happen uh, to the spread of the virus and how will it lo- affect senior citizens and what would that show about the government sort of uh, you know 3 years down the line this is where we are at in terms of vaccination so i know i know there is definitely the i'm the most powerful leader sort of days but on a practical level they've sort of messed up on the covid uh, vaccination rollout just one more point to this to bring together what we were discussing earlier football world cup and uh, the china like china's reaction to what is happening or how it maybe have le- it has led to this uh, a lot of there were reports that a lot of t- people in china were exposed for the first time about that the world is moving on when they're watching the world cup hmm. the audience shots Absolutely. they see nobody's wearing a mask yeah, yeah. and yeah. they realize yeah. okay the world has actually moved on and we are still stuck with zero covid sequence of events uh, so basically 2007 8 you know the roys were highly indebted they took a lot of loans from na- international banks and indian banks they couldn't repay the loans uh, recession hit they had overestimated the capacity to repay so eventually uh, to repay those loans they took about they took a loan of about 403 crore rupees from a company which was uh, directly a subsidiary of reliance different reliance companies so the deal was between reliance companies and uh, rrpr holding private limited which is one of the promoter entities of uh, uh, ndtv 
So there are three promoters of NDTV, RRPR Holdings, uh, which stands for Radhika Roy Pranoy Roy. Uh, so this is one promoter entity. The other entity, uh, there are two people who are the other entities. That's Radhika Roy and the other entity is Pranoy Roy. Uh, RRPR held 29.18% shares of NDTV. Radhika Roy and Pranoy Roy together uh, hold a little more than 32% shares of NDTV. Right. So Radhika Roy and Pranoy Roy still hold that. Going back to what happens, so they take this loan from Reliance-related uh, companies a few years down the line. Now, the very elemental part of the loan deal was that uh, it gave RRPR's entire holding of NDTV as uh, debentures to this company. The company was called VCPL. It's a shell company. Now, uh, the under the deal, at any given point for the next 10 years or even after that, whether or not Roy's are able to pay back the money, the deal allowed them allowed VCPL to convert all the debentures into equity. Basically, it could end up owning all of RRPR's shares of NDTV. Yeah. So uh, eventually, the holding of VCPL changed hands. It went to another person. Uh, his name is uh, Surendra Lunia, if I'm not mistaken. We've done a story on yeah, that. Yeah, the next Absolutely. story that News Laundry has done maybe a couple of months back about how this guy is still related to, of course, Reliance. Mm-hmm. In I mean, many people might call him a front for Mukesh Ambani. That's for them to say. Mm. Uh, but of course, he's related to Mukesh Ambani still. So Mukesh Ambani didn't really, like Reliance didn't really own VCPL as of last year. My, my, since 2015-2016, he hasn't owned VCPL essentially. In August, uh, what Adani did, he went and bought VCPL from Lunia. He gave VCPL, he, he paid Lunia 113 crore rupees for all of VCPL's equity. Now, VCPL, as we discussed, owned this debt, uh, you know, debentures of uh, RRPR. So Adani said, I own VCPL now. I'm going to convert all the debentures into equity. So all of RRPR shares into NDTV will belong to me. The Roy's uh, tried to stall through some technicalities. There was, there was a pending SEBI order, which prevented them from, you know, operating in the markets till 26th of this month. There were some income tax uh, notices and everything. Roy said, we cannot do this unless we get the clarity on these things. Adani, of course, because he has proximity to many people in power right now. He got all that, all those issues sorted. All those clearance done very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> Actually, there was a, it's very interesting. Uh, in July, there was a SEBI order. Uh, sorry, there was a... Yeah, it was SEBI order barring them from... Uh, no, there was a... a, a the, the, the appellate authority of SEBI had quashed multiple orders that were already pending, which cleared the way for the VCPL deal to happen, VCPL RPL deal to happen. At that point, uh, the NDT put out a very victorious statement. See, we were right. We were right. Now and it now appears. They say why. They it was exactly. <laughs> it wasn't to. to it sh- wasn't a victory for the Roy's. It was basically to pave the way for Pave this. the way, basically clear clear My the path God, for the deal to happen. Can you the levels at which this happens? Exactly. So, because so after Adani bought VCPL, now the uh, twenty nine point not entirely ninety nine point five percent of twenty nine some slightly over twenty nine percent of NDTV shares are with VCPL now, which is owned by Adani. Uh, parallelly, uh, Dani has also launched an open offer. As of yesterday, eight per, eight point something percent of uh, NDTV shares are already like tendered by people who own them to Adani now. So once it is over, even at even as of yesterday, Adani will own about thirty seven percent of NDTV once the open offer clears. Mm-hmm. So so he becomes and the single largest shareholder. And eventually, he will own how much once he gets? That depends. If open offer is entirely subscribed, open offer he's willing to buy twenty six percent of NDTV shares. If entirely subscribed, he'll end up owning fifty five percent of NDTV. That's twenty six plus twenty nine. Yeah, so fifty five percent of NDTV. But right. even as of yesterday, if as of yesterday the open offer ended, uh, he would still end up owning thirty seven percent, which is more than thirty two point something percent right. of the. Royce. He will be the major shareholder. Largest single largest, largest shareholder. Single right. So uh, two things, and uh, Soumya, Mehraj, jump in whenever you want. Uh, one is that uh, you know one little bit of related but not so related intrigue of this was that 
when mj akbar was running this newspaper called the sunday guardian uh, and in fact his son prayag was the editor at the time and they uh, the royals had filed a case against prayag and mj uh, they had done a cover story uh, this is i think sometime in the 2010s 11s at some point that icici bank had actually given the royals a 400 crore loan around 202089 sometime then to bail them out because they had to pay off apparently what had happened was that they had there was some rumor that a big industrialist ran to buy out ndtv and they had offered to buy back a certain amount of shares which triggered an open buyback and they have to then buy back whoever wants to and that's in 2008 happened and that buyback has to happen at the price that you had bought the initial shares so therefore they had to shell out a lot of money now according to the sunday guardian story because of the proximity to the upa and chidambaram mr chidambaram kind of nudged mr kamath who was heading icic at the time to give him that loan now when the story happened that see icic bank is using people's money to bail out roys etc other than file a case against them they had to quickly say that dude just let's pay off this loan so we don't look bad or maybe you know chidambaram maybe election is coming whatever and there's only one person in the country who has that kind of money and his name is mukesh ambani so ghoom phirke in fact if any of you have any friends who do stock trading you should hear some stories about how many large industrialists to save their stock price have gone to ambani and what happened these are all urban myths and the legends the benevolent mr ambani that whenever and of course <laughs> how he plays it just like this the payback comes years later often so that's essentially what happened and to pay off that loan they took this loan from mr ambani and i remember uh this was i think 2012 or 13 when uh this is after this loan when uh, ndtv celebrated 25 years of their existence at the rashtrapati bhavan when in, uh, we did a story on it and we also put an application seriously that we want to celebrate a third anniversary at rashtrapati bhavan how much do it cost 10th house kitne ka hai we were told to piss off but <laughs> anyway so i was i was like hello yaar can you imagine today if if like in the rashtrapati bhavan if z does it we'll all be outraging about it wow. so we did a story about that but Uh, so at that time one of the 25 greatest indians of all time was mr mukesh ambani he flew down accepted the award at the rashtrapati bhavan sharukh khan was also there ratan tata was also there i remember doing a piece i remember that. like when i asked uh, ndtv about this you know how did you manage to get the rashtrapati bhavan for your anniversary they said there are protocols that the the president of the country cannot go anywhere else for a for a private ceremony so it has to be held at rashtrapati bhavan which of course i don't think was they have told us you were invited randa <laughs> they just turned us down <laughs> you, you can invite the current president arunab was the reporter he said seriously i said yeah go ask them that we also want to have our party there what's it going to take <laughs> about this uh, benevolent um, mr ambani i think through lonia he has uh, pie in uh, almost all the yeah, yeah exactly that's what any tv uh, sorry news on rich story uh, shows that he has yeah. got hands in a lot of media entities yeah so but the one thing and uh, mehraj and somaya please come in just the boys in the studio are hogging all the conversation because we can't see you so you can't raise your hand but interrupt rudely whenever you want but i just want to say that how does the lunia and all these guys if you're listening mr ambani or mr lunia just teach us also in a, all honestly when madhu wants to you know pass on her shares to me or prashant or rupak pretty that 10 people investigating us टुच्चे से शेयर्स होंगे दस पीस चालीस लाख के दीज गाइज ट्रांसफर 
for 113 crore he caught uh, stocks which are worth a lot more i mean they were worth 413 crores now imagine he is willing to pay and that's a discounted price for the open offer he's willing to pay 490 crores for 26% has it rated him um, who adani <laughs> yeah no. no no i think it might happen sooner okay, after this done. podcast <laughs> it's done next our, our 11th year celebration is at at, at rajpati bhavan and we are changing our ca to whoever mr adani ca film festival that happened that is quite an amazing film festival that you know that happens every year if he and the gentleman's name i will just so i don't get it wrong uh the chairperson of the ifi's jury's name is nadav lapid i guess how you pronounce it nadav lot let's just call it lapid let's just call it lapid i think lapid i think it's israeli so so mr lapid who is a israeli filmmaker who has has very cutting and critical commentary on israel as well said that the uh kashmir files was being unduly pushed for no reason it was i was surprised and it is a vulgar propaganda film and everyone lost their shit i can understand everyone losing their shit theek hai kar diya but it's not such a big issue it was bloody prime time on every channel and as if from mr rahul kamal to mr arnab he was on every channel talking about like now this is the problem you know the, the right wing this is their intellectual giant Then of course, everybody will make fun of you, and you'll sado. Even no matter you're so powerful, you'll still sado because we are making fun of you. Now you have to see this interview of Rahul Kamal to believe it. Yeah, I saw that. It was like, and he was like overacting. Yeah. Ke paanch rupee kar. Oh, yeah. see, he's making faces. How dare you say that? What are yeah. you doing? Or whatever. What are you doing, baby? मतलब शकल तो देखो अपनी. And all of you listening in, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta. We will see you again next week with the hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers are served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel